Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening, downloading, and subscribing to the latest edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. I'm 12 Kyle. Check this out. On this podcast, we're going to talk about deleting yourself from social media. Now, when I speak of social media on this podcast, I'm going to be speaking of the big three, if you will. Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Um, just on a personal note, and I don't think I'm alone in this thought, but I have given the thought of deleting my social media accounts. And it's not because (laughs) I'm running from something or it's not because I'm in trouble (laughs) or I have warrants. Uh, You know, I've just like everybody else, you kind of see things and you hear things and you wonder what's the purpose of social media? And I think that's a fair question to ask. And I think I'm not alone in thinking that question, because I think a lot of people you know, ask themselves that from time to time. What's the purpose? Why am I here? What, are, what is this that I'm looking at? <laughs> what is it that I'm disseminating? And if you follow this podcast, you know, I've talked about social media from time to time. And the reason being is because I find it to be a very interesting medium, to say the least. Uh, it's one that you know, a lot of us, uh, such as myself, did not grow up with, but it's something that has been a staple probably in most of our lives, at least for the better part of the last 10 to 15 years. Um, maybe not 15, but 10, 10 to 12, 13 years, I guess. Um, social media wasn't something that was always around. So it's something that, you know, we kind of gravitated towards. And for those of us who, you know, use it and enjoy it, uh, it's there. Right. But if you are of a certain age, you didn't necessarily grow up with social media. Um, Conversely, when I look at my children, uh, they have, you know, they don't know a world without social media. They don't know a world without the Internet. (laughs) So. Uh, You know, it's two different, two totally different vibes there. You know, I think ultimately we all ask ourselves, what's the purpose of social media? I I think one of the main purposes of social media initially was to uh, stay connected. It was to get information, get and disseminate as much information as you like. And these platforms were created to where, you know, you literally could, uh, you know, get as much information as you wanted and it was at your fingertips. And so you always stay connected. Um, I kind of, you know, think back to like when I was a kid and it never failed, no matter what the, um, no matter what the station. And this was, you know, before, CNN and all this good stuff, but like your major uh, news stations and TV stations, um, CBS, NBC and ABC, they all went off the air at 2 a.m. And they would come back on the air, I think, at like 6 a.m. 
So, you know, and that's not to say that news didn't happen between 2 and 6 a.m., but there was going to be nobody to televise or let you know what was going on. So, you know, in, in some in some aspects, I guess we were in the dark for four hours. <laughs> but I said that to say this. What happened was, was that there was a time basically when stuff just cut off. And then, you know, of course, you move into cable TV, cable news. And then it was, you know, CNN was like the first, you know, 24 hour news cycle. And that's how we got our news and stuff never went off. And so, you know, the same went for social media because, uh, you know, you can log into, you know, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and there's no off button. I mean, like if you have friends or if you have followers, you know, doesn't matter what time that you're awake, it could be the middle of the night. Somebody's posting something. You can have a conversation. You can be informed. You can know what's going on. Um, and I think, you know, initially that was one of the huge benefits from social media because people, you know, wanted to feel like they were connected. They wanted to feel like they weren't, quote unquote, missing out. I did a podcast uh, on FOMO. That's the fear of missing out. Um, check out that podcast if you haven't done so already after you listen to this one. But um, so, yeah, it was, uh, you know, that was supposed to be the purpose. And then somewhere along the lines, things kind of turned. And so, you know, we're in this space now where you have people that are really considering, you know, getting rid of social media altogether. And I can't necessarily say that I would blame them. Um, just on a personal note, I have decided not to delete social media for now, um, but I might. <laughs> I just might. I don't know. It just depends on how I wake up. One day I might wake up and say, you know, I don't. I don't need this, you know, and I really don't. But, you know, it's it's a um, it's it can be a time consumer. It could be uh, a form of entertainment. It could be a lot of different things. And I so I guess going back to the question, what's the purpose of social media? It really depends on who you ask, to be honest. I mean, you have some people that, you know, could go hours, maybe days without it. And you have others you know, they're constantly checking their IG stories. They're constantly checking to see how many people have viewed their IG stories. They're constantly checking to see how many times that tweet got retweeted. I mean, like they're constantly checking to see how many times their Facebook page has been, their Facebook post has been liked or loved or whatever the case may be. Um, so, you know, again, it goes to, it really just depends on who you ask when you speak of asking the question, you know, what's the purpose of social media? Um, I mentioned before on a previous podcast that, uh, like I have an iPhone and iPhones just came out with this tool called screen time and screen time basically does just that. It tells you how long you've been on the, a particular app or a particular website. And the cool part about it is you can actually set, you know, amount of, an, an amount of time for how long you want to be on a site. So let's say Facebook. Let's say I want to be on Facebook for just an hour a day. Uh, I can set it and I, it will only allow me to be on there for an hour. Now, you can actually bypass the uh, <laughs> once you get past the limit. But if you want to stay true to the limit, you could literally be on Facebook for an hour. And what that does, it, it helps you monitor and make sure that you're not spending too much time on these apps. And I think 
by and large, it was a good idea for screen time, but it also, you know, lets people know just how much time they're spending. And, you know, if the numbers aren't right, you could really look at yourself and say, well, hey, I'm spending too much time on social media. And when you say too much time, it really just depends on who you're talking about, because for some, you know, an hour might be an hour a day might be not enough for some people. And you'd be surprised how much time you actually spend when you use the FaceTime feature. Now, I don't know what Android has because I don't have an Android. (laughs) Sorry, not sorry. Um, (laughs) But uh, but yeah, so it's it's interesting when you think about it. Um, So then you ask yourself, you know, is it better to just quit social media or should you or should you deactivate your accounts um that would depend on the person Uh, i think for some it'd probably be easier for them to deactivate their accounts because they could you know then go back to it if they wanted to Uh, but the flip side is i think once you delete it then most people who i don't say most some people who delete their accounts they have no intent on going back so that actually works out for them. So it might be better for you just to delete your account. Um, but it really just depends on the individual. You'll have to figure out whether or not it's more beneficial to you to delete it or deactivate it. Either way, if you get to a point where you feel like you're spending too much time on social media, you probably are. Why should you quit Facebook? Hmm. <laughs> uh that depends on who you ask, but I'll say this much. Um, Facebook definitely isn't what it once was. Uh, I'm not going to get into the history. I'm sure most of you listening have seen the movie uh, about Facebook, um, the social network, uh, which I thought was a very good movie. Um, but nonetheless, that's how it got started. Got started on a, co- on a college campus at uh, Harvard and so forth and so on. Mark Zuckerberg did all of this stuff and, you know, here we are. And now Facebook is facing, you know, lawsuits. They're facing pressure because, you know, so much data has been leaked and I'll get into that in a little bit. But why should you quit Facebook? I think for some, Facebook is very cumbersome. Like it at one point, At least to me, it felt like it was the place to be um, some years ago. Like you could just literally keep up with any and everything and everybody. And it was the one stop shop. I mean, like you literally could keep in touch with your grandmother who lived in San Francisco. You could keep in touch with your homie who lived back home in Cleveland. And you could also keep in touch with the professor who, you know, you became friends with when you were in college. and it, it's not necessarily a situation where you had to communicate with these people every day. But when they post pictures, when they post post, um, you know, you could follow as to what was going on and how they were doing and, you know, make certain certain assumptions as to, you know, what is going on in their life. Um, that being said, you know, Facebook has changed over the years and it's not, you know, honestly, Facebook ain't what it was. And I think I don't think that's a stretch to say that it's just uh, it's a lot. And, you know, some people have grown very tired of Facebook very quickly. 
And to be honest, I can't really blame them because it's changed so much. Um, one thing I noticed too with Facebook, and it's because people are sharing their life and their experiences, you know, and I've, you know, referenced this on other podcasts. Like if you have a certain number, let's say you've got 500 friends, there's probably a likelihood that on a day-to-day basis, if not at least a weekly basis, you'll come across a post with someone, one of your, someone in your friends, uh, I guess, network or what have you, uh, who has lost a loved one, you know, whether it be a family member, a friend, whatever the case may be. And so obviously if you have 2000 friends, there's a likelihood that you probably can see a rest in peace post just about every day. And I mean, I get it. And I'm not saying that people shouldn't post those things because it is very therapeutic for some and it's very tough. And, I, you know, and some of that stuff is really hard to read because people are grieving and you're seeing their grief uh, in real time. And, you know, I don't want to make light of that uh, because that is something very serious. Um, and we all have, you know, experienced deaths in our family. Uh, be it friends or family, whatever the case may be, and how you decide to disseminate that information. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to tell you you're wrong one way or the other. Um, but just seeing that, I think that does something to people. And, you know, to be honest, some people um, would rather not see it and and they would rather not see it with the frequency. But again, if you have 2000 Facebook friends or a thousand Facebook friends, odds are likely that there's going to be somebody that one of your Facebook friends that has a death in their family and you're going to see them, you know, grieving on Facebook about it. There's nothing you can do. And I mean, you can, I don't necessarily knock anybody for that because again, that's their space. That's their page. You either invited them to come to your page or you were invited by them. So, you know, you have to kind of deal with it, that as it comes. Um, I think more than anything else, Facebook has become like <laughs> the land of the nosy. <laughs> it's like uh, it's the place where I guess people probably shouldn't air their dirty laundry, but they do. And they probably shouldn't put out their personal business the way that they do, but they do. And like they don't care. And it's always funny to hear people say, you know, talk about people trying to get in their business. But I mean, you really make it pretty easy to get in your business when you spill all of your business on Facebook. It is what it is. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, so you really can't be upset with people being in your business when you, you know, when that argument with your baby daddy, when you put it on Facebook, you know, yeah, people in your business. You know, when that friend owes you five hundred dollars and you voice your concerns or your threats on Facebook. You know, yeah, people are going to be in your business. So a lot of times I think people get frustrated with people being nosy. But you have to understand if you're the one putting out the information, you can control what people know. Or what people don't know. But that's strictly up to you. But again, those are reasons why people want to quit Facebook because, you know, yeah, there's a lot of nosy people. And I will be the first to say, like, I've seen exchanges go back. Like I saw this one exchange between these two women from my hometown. I happen to be 
I hate saying Facebook friends. I happen to be Facebook friends with them, but they're, we're not friends in real life. They're, they're more of associates, right? So there was, you know, a confrontation online about these two women and the man that they were sharing. And they proceeded to go back and forth with, you know, trading insults on one of their pages. And, you know, much like everybody else, while I did not comment, I was reading the comment section. (laughs) I just pulled up a chair and I was like, I'm here for this because I needed some entertainment. And I was very sleepy at work that day. (laughs) Sorry. Um, But yeah, it's that's what Facebook has become in a lot of ways, you know, just nosy people. And, you know, while I wouldn't do that, then this was years ago, while I wouldn't do that today, um, a lot of that happens as particularly when you know people and, you know, people know each other and stuff gets messy. People can people tend to be rather messy on Facebook because I think of, you know, of the big three, Facebook probably is one of the more personal ones because, you know, you're dealing with people that really, really know you. You know, you can get by with, you know, having people on IG, Instagram, you know, who don't necessarily know you like that. Um, But on Facebook, you know, those are the people that know you or at least they should know you or have some type of connection with you. Same goes with Twitter. Twitter could be, you know, you can argue with people and you could be entertaining strangers. Facebook, not so much. But I think one of the. uh, Another big reason why people want to quit Facebook or, you know, delete themselves from Facebook is because Facebook is killing people with these ads. I mean, like you can't like for me, I rarely go on Facebook on my computer. Most of my Facebook viewing is on my phone, but even on my phone, it's there's ads for just about any and everything. And I hide the ads or I block the ads or I mark them irrelevant. Um, But it doesn't matter. I mean, while I might block, you know, the Nissan dealership that keeps popping up, uh, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to block the chicken place that's, you know, offering something or whatever like that. So you can block one ad. Here comes another one. And a lot of that stuff is, you know, based on these crazy algorithms that they have, which nobody has been able to figure out. Um, So, yeah, they they (laughs) they're killing us with ads. And the other thing about Facebook that, you know, really has or really has the potential that to drive a lot of people away is, you know, Facebook is spying on us. I mean, like they've got so much information on damn near everybody. And to be honest, most of the information that Facebook has on us, we gave it to them. It might not have been voluntarily, but we gave it to them. Um well, you know, I take it back. It probably was voluntary. We gave most of the information to, I mean, because they asked these questions and we were thinking, okay, well, hey, I'm getting this Facebook account. It's my page. It's just me. But no, not quite. It's not just you. And it's not just you talking. It's they've compiled so much data. And when we had that uh, data breach um, with Facebook a couple of years ago, you know, a lot of this stuff comes out now. But the question I have is, has the damage already been done? I mean, like there's very little that we can do to erase, you know, what uh, has transpired. And I mean, also not just with that, but, you know, even something simple as them tracking your location. And I'm not saying like making a post and saying, hey, I'm in, 
you know, uh, Tampa, Florida. I'm saying you physically being in Tampa, Florida, you go look on your Facebook page and you're scrolling down and somewhere between, you know, after five or six posts that you see, you see an advertisement for from a grocery store in Tampa. Now, you didn't let Facebook know that you were in Tampa, but they've tracked you and they know that you're that you logged in from Tampa. That's not supposed to happen. But then again, you know, it could be written in the fine print. Who knows? Facebook has changed so much. So, you know, that's another reason why I think a lot of people are looking to delete uh, Facebook. Why should you quit Instagram? Uh, that's a good question. I think for the people who want to leave Instagram, I think there's a certain level of pressure that they, you know, self-imposed, but this pressure to, you know, keep up with the photos. And I know like at one point in time, especially when I first started on Instagram, uh, if somebody liked one of my photos, I'd make sure that I go to their page and like their photos too. I mean, you know, favor for favor. It's, you know, it's <laughs> common courtesy, if you will. Uh, but that changes and that becomes extremely difficult to do over a period of time, particularly as your network expands. So, you know, if you go from having 50 IG friends to 500 IG friends, honestly, you can't do that because if you have, let's say, 50 IG friends, you put up a post put up a picture of you, a selfie, if you will, and your 50 friends like it. Okay. You could go then and check out the 50 people that liked it. But if you have 500 IG friends, you put up a selfie and 120 people like it. You're not going to be able to go like 120 people's different pages. I mean, the, the last picture on that page, if you will, just, you know, I guess extending the same courtesy. I don't think that's logical to do. Uh, for one, it's extremely time consuming. And IG, the way that it's set up, you're going to waste time. <laughs> I mean, like, have you ever logged into Instagram looking for one person's page? And you clicked on one thing and then you clicked on the next thing. And the next thing you know, you spent 10 minutes looking at something else and you forgot what you even came on Instagram to look at. That happens quite often, to be honest. Uh, that happens to me all the time, <laughs> all the time. So I'm, I'm mindful about what I look at on IG. Um, but I think, yeah, that it's hard to keep up with people. And, I, and it goes back to what I talked about a little bit on the fear of missing out podcast is that there is, you know, the fear that you're actually missing something. I remember at one point in time, some years ago where I would wake up in the morning and the first thing I would do was look at IG, like just to see what I missed overnight. Because again, there are people that are posting pictures while you're asleep. And then I realized like that really doesn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> I mean, like those pictures aren't going anywhere. And the way the Instagram's uh, algorithms are set up and because for some reason, Instagram refuses to put stuff in chronological order. At some point, the pictures will come up. I'll see them. So I don't necessarily trip when I miss a picture from someone that, you know, I'm cool with or whatever like that. And I don't trip if they miss a picture from me because ultimately it's going to come up on that timeline. 
I mean, I don't know when, but it'll come up at some point and they'll like the picture and we'll keep it moving. But yeah, Instagram is, is, it's weird like that. And you know, the, the other thing is the IG stories. Well, I think IG stories are great. Um, I tend to not watch long IG stories. It's just because like, it's the same thing. Like if you've got like, if I click on your IG stories and I see like 25 dots, <laughs> I'm, I'm skipping. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not checking it out. The only person I'll do that for is like, is quest love from the roots. And I, I honestly, I follow no celebrities. He might be like the biggest quote unquote celebrity. And I don't really <laughs> think quest love is a celebrity, but his IG stories are real. He makes IG stories really, really dope. So, you know, he, he gives you the behind the scenes stuff. He's talking, you know, he actually, it's not just some random ass videos. Like there's a method to his madness. And so like, if he has 20 of them up, yeah, I'll watch them. I'll skip through some, but I'll watch them. But yeah, you won't, I, I can promise you this. If you follow me on Instagram, you will not see like 25 I, IGs. You, you you won't find 25 IG stories. You might not find four IG stories back to back. Cause I'm just not, eh, it's, I, I'm not, that ain't me. It's, it's just not me. Um, and I think, you know, while IG is, is, is cool, I think even some people have just pushed it to the extreme where, you know, they're really at the point where they're worried about the likes and the followers. Um, and that becomes problematic because, and I know, I know, and I noticed this, oh man, I saw this a couple of years ago. I was hanging out with Dion, my oldest son, and I was around some of his peers and this, this young girl, she, I, I watched her. She posted this photo to her IG and I mean, she literally, and, and of course she was getting, you know, people were double tapping it, but she kept checking to see how many likes she was getting. And one of the things that I found, you know, that Dion told me that was pretty popular amongst kids, like if you didn't get a certain number of likes, you had to delete the post. Er? <laughs> I don't understand. I mean, like, okay, you've got 500 friends and you get 120 likes and that ain't enough. <laughs> I'll be honest. I mean, like for me, after a while, those notifications get to be annoying. So, you know, you either turn them off or you turn your or you you or you do something with your phone or whatever the case may be. Like it, it, it depending on the post, it can be annoying, at least to me. So, you know, I can only imagine what and I'm pretty sure celebrities, most celebrities who have Instagram, they don't even turn their notifications on. So. Um, particularly those with verified accounts. I mean, it, you'd be there all day, but yeah, I just, um, I, I don't know. I, that was very weird for me to see a young lady, you know, sit there and like every five minutes she was checking to see how many people had liked her post. And she ended up deleting the picture, which I thought was weird, but you know, that's something the kids do, I guess. I don't know. But yeah, th those are some reasons why people would, would want to quit Instagram. I mean, because Instagram, even over a period of time, has changed. But, you know, again, it's hard to keep up with the long IG stories and, you know, people worried about likes and, 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 and followers and everything like that. Yeah, those are good reasons why people are looking to delete themselves or remove themselves from Instagram.
Why should you quit Twitter? <laughs> How much time you got? <laughs> um, it's interesting, man, because like at the time of this recording, I last week, in fact, uh, was notified of my 11 year Twitter anniversary. Uh, honestly, I didn't know that, so, that something was like that was such a thing. But yeah, according to Twitter, I, you know, have been with them for 11 years and um, it doesn't seem like that. But it's kind of crazy when I think about it, because I know initially I used to spend a ton of time on Twitter and looking back on it, like I'm asking myself, I'm like, OK, if I was, if I've been on Twitter for 11 years, you know, how Pro, how was I productive like during that time? <laughs> like, was it all time at work? Was it just me just goofing off? Or was I ignoring the kids or ignoring my wife this time when I was on Twitter? Um, and of course, there's no way to figure that out. But I will say this much. And I've you know said it on other podcasts. Uh, Twitter back then, totally different from Twitter now. And the reason being is because a lot of people weren't there. It was just something that, you know, we got into. And like for me, um, I got into Twitter just because it was a medium where I could keep up with, you know, my fellow bloggers, blogger friends who uh, and we can keep up with each other in real time. And I just remember even initially the first couple of months on being on Twitter, like I would get notifications anytime someone sent a tweet, um, any one of my followers. Uh, and that's because the tweets were so infrequent. Like you might send two tweets a day. <laughs> that was it. Like, so it wasn't something where you were just sitting and just tweeting off your thoughts or what have you. Um, but yeah, it, having that anniversary, if you will, just kind of reminded me of just how, you know, much things have changed. Um, Obviously, I mean, the the elephant in the room is, you know, there's a lot of negativity on Twitter. I'm, I'm sure that there's uh, negativity on Facebook and Instagram, but oh, not like Twitter. <laughs> Twitter is the place uh, for the clapbacks and, the, you know, threats and everything else. And it's not I mean, it's a medium in which, you know, they are trying to govern certain things, but it's really I don't really know how much governing you can do, to be honest, because they've allowed so much stuff to go on for so long. You really can't reel people in at this point. Um, but, yeah, it's a lot of negativity. I'll be honest. Um, my Twitter intake is very minimal compared to what it used to be. Like I might jump on in the morning, say, what's up, say good morning fire off a tweet or two. I might tweet again, maybe midday. Um, I've kind of noticed here recently, like when I get home, I like, I rarely get on Twitter and there's no particular reason. Cause I mean, it's not like I'm doing stuff, but even if I'm just sitting at home watching TV, um, unless it's a baseball game or football game or basketball game, I might tweet then I might not. Um, I remember loving tweeting through live events you know, award shows and stuff like that. But now, because I don't want to miss it. And then I think sometimes, you know, you spend so much time on Twitter that you miss what's going on in the room. And to be honest, I don't want to miss what's going on in the room. Now, if I'm in a room by myself, I guess it's a little different, but um, it's really not a lot of fun in that for me. Uh, but again, the, the the negativity, the constant fighting on Twitter, I mean, like, Twitter was supposed to be a place for your thoughts. 
And now everybody will you put out a thought. Everybody will tell you that your thoughts are wrong. And, you know, subsequently, you know, fights and everything. And I don't mean fights, fist fights, but I mean, virtual fights happen. You know, people get blocked. Um, nobody. I don't want to say nobody. Very few people agree. Uh, there's a lot of dysfunction when it comes to Twitter. Um, and, you know, to be honest, it's easy to it would be easy to quit Twitter because why would you want to sit and beef with people that you don't know? Because most of the people on Twitter, you don't know <laughs> and they don't know you. So, you know, unlike Facebook, you know, it's not personal. I mean, like if I say something that you don't like and you say something that I don't like, then, you know, why should we go back and forth? I'm not going back and forth with you. I could easily I could easily ignore you. Or I could block you. I probably block you because that's a lot better. Um, But yeah, it's it's um. And the other thing about Twitter, obviously, now is it's so politically charged. I mean, it wasn't like that in 2017. It just wasn't, Um, you know, and of course, we didn't have the same political climate, I guess. But, you know, it it's very politically charged. And I mean, like you 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 don't have to scroll far on your timeline to hear or to see people talking about politics and you know, what this person did or what that person did. And there's so many different things that I think is wrong with Twitter. Um, I come to Twitter, but again, I don't spend a lot of time. I don't spend as much time as I used to. And there was a time when I used to, you know, scroll up and down the timeline. Mm -mm. (laughs) I don't do that anymore. I, I, tweet from my mentions if you hit me up and I end up you know kind of tweeting with the same people every day so I'm cool um you know for me it would be easy to quit Twitter honestly it would probably be easier for me to quit Twitter Facebook and Instagram because it's not something that I had at 17 (laughs) so you know I didn't even have the internet we had this little thing called outside so that was my that was my my space if you will um so it's not a need. It's something that, you know, I enjoy. But to be honest, I don't enjoy it as much as I used to. It's not bothersome to me. But if it did become bothersome, I definitely would quit it. I mean, like I quit it pretty quickly. Lastly, if you don't delete Facebook, Twitter and Instagram, what's the likelihood of you deleting yourself from the Internet altogether? Uh can you do that? Can you delete yourself from the internet? Um, yes, you can. There's actually several sites. Uh, now it's going to cost you, (laughs) but there are actually sites that will help you delete yourself from the internet. Now you can delete, um, your, social media accounts, you can delete, you know, your shopping uh, aspects, because a lot of people use things like Amazon um, and different websites and stuff like that to order stuff online. And of course, they collect your data all the time, 24 seven. But again, these sites that you use to delete yourself, they monitor it, but ultimately it's going to cost. It's not free. I would name them, but <laughs> they're not paying me for it. So uh, I'm not going to name them. Uh, nonetheless, it's possible. Unfortunately, 
there's no way for you to delete, to fully delete a tweet or a Facebook post or an IG post. Yeah, you could delete your account. You could remove yourself from Twitter. You could remove yourself from IG or Facebook. But in theory, once you've posted it, it's not deleted. It's 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 out there. <laughs> I guess that's what I tell my kids. Once you push send, it's, it's out there and it's not you can't take it away. Um, one other thing, when you talk about deleting yourself from the Internet, there are obviously uh, collection data sites. And to be honest, there are hundreds of them. So how do you know which one will remove your data? You really don't know. Again, there are sites that you can go to that you have to pay to delete yourself from, you know, the sites that collect your data. But, you know, good luck with that. Uh, You can go to certain websites that you've registered with or that you have accounts with or that you've, you know, set up correspondence with and remove yourself from those websites. That's a little bit easier because, you know, you can subscribe or unsubscribe. Uh, you can make an attempt to remove your personal information from certain websites. Uh, Google has a function where you can have yourself removed from Google. Good luck with that. I'm told that it works, but it's not something that's going to happen overnight. It's something actually is going to take a little while to do because Google has so much of your information. And again, some of the information they've collected over the years just based on how you've you know moved around and but most of the information you voluntarily gave it up and most of us don't read the fine print as to what we're actually getting into when we sign up for these things um you could also remove yourself from you know data results um search excuse me search results uh you know, that also is something that will take some time. So if you want to uh, remove yourself from being searched, um, you can put it in a request. <laughs> uh, you definitely want to remove your emails, um, which like for me, I have Gmail. So that's tied to Google. So I'm tied into Google in so many different ways that I'm tied into Google in probably more ways than I even realize. So even so, if I deleted myself from Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, I deleted myself from the collection accounts. I deleted myself from, you know, these websites where I registered and got my personal data and everything like that. And then lastly, I delete my email accounts. Let's say I don't want to have any contact with anybody. I don't want anybody sending me anything. I don't want to be anything. Uh, Am I deleted then? Probably not. (laughs) The truth is, is that, I mean, you can try to delete yourself from the Internet, but there's really no concrete way of knowing. And given the fact that we've given up so much of our information. It's hard to say that you can ever go back to being anonymous and not anybody having any information on you. And that goes for social media. You know, should you delete your, your social media accounts? It really just depends on the person. I don't think it's necessarily a bad idea. But just understand, if you make the attempt to delete your social media accounts, it's going to go away, but it's not all going to go away. That's going to do it for me. Thank you for checking out the latest edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. I'm your boy, 12 Kyle. We'll catch you guys next time. Five G's.